everybody. This is Stephanie Ruper. Thank you for tuning in to the Now Naked Humanity Wants the Meaning of Everything podcast. Today is episode number 30X, and I am going to be discussing myths about religion. It's interesting. I had the idea for this podcast, Myths About Religion, and I thought, okay, how many, how many myths about religion can I cover in 15 minutes? And I started writing a list and I got to the end of a piece of paper and turned it over. I really believe, and I, this belief has been affirmed by this exercise, that our understanding of religion and the way in which it impacts society and politics and the way in which people practice it and all this sort of stuff, our understanding of it is so wrong and so limited. And it's just, it's fascinating to me how such a huge part of our culture can be so radically misunderstood by pretty much everybody, uh, really pretty, pretty much everybody. It's really uh, amazing. And so I want to, I want to dig into some of those myths today. A few quick notes before getting started. We have a winner for our giveaway. Her name is Julia Santos. Uh, for those of you who don't know what the giveaway is, uh, do check it out at stephanierupert.com slash book giveaway. For those of you who do, you've heard it all before. So I'll let them go read about it. Uh, we are now the Naked Humanity podcast, which is really exciting. I appreciate your patience as I am working out the kinks of transitioning all of the art and the music and the introductions and the videos and the audio. And, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into making a podcast happen. So I appreciate your patience and thank you so much. And I'm very excited about where we're going as we dig into these discussions more deeply and with a more accurate label about what it means to be human. So that's it. Those are my shop notes. I want to get into religion, myths about religion, where to begin? Should I read all of them to you? I will. Uh, there are a handful that I want to try to cover today. Uh, I will let them unfold one at a time instead of reading them all out to make sure that I get to the appropriate amount. And then I will do future ones in, in future episodes of this podcast. Myth number one, religion is believing in irrational stuff. This is just a fascinating. I could do a whole, an hour long podcast on this. And in fact, in various forms, I kind of already have. Religion is about believing in irrational stuff. So we have come to see religion kind of as that way today in the world today. But of course, it hasn't always been this way. And the precise reason we view it this way is because of the history of how the concept evolved and how science and our relationship with science evolved. and we basically developed this idea that religion is about belief at all uh, after Protestantism emerged and Christianity began to fracture, right? So Christianity was whole and people in the West, in this culture we identify as the West, people were generally speaking allied and within the same pool and everybody just believed the same stuff. And you met somebody who had a different set of gods or who believed something different. Uh, perhaps they were uh, is uh, Muslim or Jewish or, well, that's pretty much what people thought existed at least a few hundred years ago. And so you would encounter, you would encounter these and think they're different. And it wasn't really until Christianity really fractured that we began to understand that 
religion or that you could, many people could believe many different things about the world. And the way that society managed to survive without killing everybody who disagreed with you, because <laughs> that did happen for a while. It, re- it really did. The way society survived was by deciding that religion could no longer be something that was public. And by public, I mean something that was a part of your governance, something that was a part of your day-to-day citizenry, something that was a part of how the whole society functioned. We had to create a secular state. I mean, in France, to this day, right, you are not supposed to, it is not particularly invited, right, for religion to be practiced in public. And this is precisely because France was embedded in this discourse and during the French Revolution, it, it was really taken up heavily there, this discourse that said, hey, maybe religion should be about something internal, something private. And that way we can have a public space where everybody tolerates one another, where everybody gets along because we're not conflicting over our views. Before then, religion was just... It just was the way you were. We didn't even necessarily need a word for it. And I've talked about that on this podcast at great length. Um, episode four, if you want to, with Brent Nongbri, back at the beginning, if you want to you know, hear much more about that history, it's, it's really fascinating. And 4X as well. I talk about this in length at 4X. So we decided religion was about belief. And then science came along and became a bastion for the rational. And there developed a tension between science and religion for a wide variety of reasons. And it was out of this tension that arose this idea that religion is about believing in things that are irrational, mostly, or not rational, irrational, perhaps. And that's what that's what brings us to today. But the thing is, that's many most religious beliefs are very rational. They may not necessarily be entirely constrained by the data that we can observe from science. They may go beyond science or they may actually actively question science. That's true. But many of them are inherently rational and religion doesn't necessarily have to be about what you believe. And this is, we getting into fuzzy waters here because religion doesn't necessarily have to when you really poke hard at the category, you realize it kind of dissolves. You know, what is it? We're, we're not really sure. Um, generally speaking, is most religion about irrational belief and stuff? Again, no, <laughs> it's, it's really not. Uh, certainly there are gods all over the world and rituals and some of people's relationships with these things can be really, really intense. And today we identify that more or less as religion, but to reduce it to faith, which is an inherently Western concept about what belief is, is just flat out wrong. So that's myth number one. Myth number two, religion makes people feel better. A lot of people say, well, people believe in God because it helps them feel better about dying. And people believe in God because it helps them feel better about X or Y or what have you. And while true that religion may perform some psychological functions for people, and this has been explored and argued in the history of scholarship on religion for literally hundreds of years, it may be true that religion can perform some psychological functions for people, but it is also true that religion can be really harrowing. Now, it's really interesting. In the West today, religion is pretty sanitized. It's pretty clean. It's not very violent. All sorts of sacrifices have been replaced with symbols, right? And 
things about attacking your enemies have been sort of turned into symbolic stories or allegories and all this sort of stuff. And, and that actually is in the grand scheme of human belief systems, kind of rare. This is because religions tend to be about as violent as the cultures that they're in. And this is an important point to make because religion doesn't actually create the violence, contrary to what some people think Islam does. Religion is a reflection of the state of violence in a society. And as violence becomes, you know, as it diminishes, as it becomes less uh, over the course of time, if it does, then the religions tend to reflect that, tend to reflect the shifting attitudes and values of the people in that culture. So anyway, religion can have a lot of violence in it and often does. And even in sanitized forms, as it does here in the West, religion is often, I think about religion as a form of power. Sometimes this power can be used for good and sometimes it's used for bad. But in all cases, it's something that compels you. Religion is a form of power. This is why concepts like hell can be effective and can terrify young children, right? I grew up having panic attacks about dying because I was an atheist, but I also know children who grew up having panic attacks because they were afraid of going to hell. So religion can be terrifying and it can really mess up your life. You know, it's not necessarily, it's people don't choose it because it makes their lives easier it can often make your life really, really hard. It can terrify you. It can tell you you're an outcast. But again, religion exists as a social institution that reinforces norms and changes norms. It's a part of societies. It is not the thing that necessarily gives societies these shapes. Just like it's a part of humanity, but it's not what gives humanity its shape. Humans give religion its shape. And that's why it's both good and evil, why it's both simple and complex, right? Why it's both light and dark and all of these different things. So religion isn't there as a crutch. It's not there to make you feel better about certain things. It's there because it is a form of power that can be leveraged that will affect you in all sorts of ways. Generally speaking, yes, these ways do yoke you firmer to the institution, to the community. Historically speaking, that's usually, that's what religions do. That's what governments do. It's what societies do, period. And religions just participate in that. And they tell the stories that yoke you to them and they threaten you with things that they don't want you to do, right? They try to prohibit things that could be bad for the society. And they try to encourage things that could be good for the society. And that is not exclusively religious, I got a little bit off track there, but that was all important stuff. And I think I'll probably do a future podcast just on that topic of religion being power because it's so important and so, so fascinating. Um, here's another myth. Myth number three, religious people are happier than secular people than people who don't practice religion. Is that true? Well, it's not not true, but it's also not true. So it's not true that religion itself Wow. Okay. It's not true that like religious belief makes people happier, period. Not true. 
It is, however, true that in communities in which religion facilitates pro-social activities, by which I mean in communities in which religion helps people get along and create social bonds, people do show up as slightly happier than average. But this is attributable to the fact that these people are in communities, being held in community, right? Community is something, is a, it's a really big problem in the West today that communities have so deteriorated in a lot of ways. And of course, we have found ways to build up communities, but it's different than having something that's really solid, that's very familial, all that sort of stuff. And churches can provide a really ironclad sense of community to people. And so this is actually the way in which you might experience or hear that religious people are happier than people who aren't. Uh, but there is really no other reason on the basis of beliefs or what have you to make a generalized statement that they're happier or not. You know, humans are humans. Okay. Um, Number four, maybe I'll leave this as the last myth for now. Religious people are, oh, I want to say one more thing very quick. Are religious people healthier? I have heard this as well. Actually, somebody asked me on Instagram recently if religious people were healthier than non-religious people. No. Uh, Insofar as happiness that comes from community can be conducive to your health to your health yes religion can be good for you in this specific sense but there's way 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 too many variables in this equation to ever be able to suss out if a religious person is happier than a secular healthier than a secular person i think probably correlations would indicate that they're less healthy in the united states and i'm just saying that based on where people live right? Uh, The Bible Belt tends to be very religious, and it also tends to have pretty high rates, or in the South, right, pretty high rates of obesity compared to the coastal states, which have more urban centers and tend to uh, have fewer religious centers. So correlation-wise, you could make that kind of claim, but it has nothing to do with the content of people's beliefs at all, period. All right, I'll let that be number four. Number five, the final one, religious people are more ethical. I should do a whole podcast on this too because it's fascinating and very important. Are religious people more moral? Are they more good than people who aren't religious? No, no, they're not. Again, we're coming in with a no. Why? (laughs) Well, because humans are humans. So there was, for a while, it was very interesting. um, Of course, there's a widespread idea that religious people are more moral. And of course it is religious people who hold this view, of course. Uh, And they tended to really distrust atheists because they're worried that without a God keeping them in line, they won't be good people anymore. And so far as the thrust of all of human history goes, that argument makes kind of sense because that's how religions have functioned. That's one way in which religions have functioned for a very, very, very long time but religious people are not more moral. One way that we tried to test this, we as a species, as scholars, I was not involved at all, uh, was by looking at how often, frequently, how much people donate to charity. Now, 
initially, these kinds of studies demonstrated that religious people did donate more money to charity than people who weren't affiliated with a specific faith. That's very interesting, right? But when you dig deeper, you realize that that difference, that minute difference between donating more and donating less between the religious and the secular people is actually fully accounted for by donations to churches. So religious people do more giving, but they give to their own churches. Now, these churches do good work, usually, often, of course, not always. And they do then, of course, spend that money helping communities. And so that is very good. But you really, you have no way to know precisely what this money is being used for. And by and large, for people, it is servicing their own community, keeping their church alive, all that sort of stuff. It's not sending money overseas to starving children, wherever. Uh, and in that regard, it looks like the non-religious and the religious are pretty equal and the non-religious may actually edge them out a bit, but that would, that's based on a wide variety of factors. And, um, also of course, because religious people are, are giving a lot of their money to religious institutions. So that's it. These are myths about religion. Uh, we, I, we covered Five, which is about the number I had hoped that I would be able to cover. Religion is believing any rational stuff that is false. Uh, religion makes people feel better psychologically about stuff. False. Religious people are happier. False. Religious people are healthier. False. Religious people donate more money to charity and are better people. False. So those are some myths about religion. Uh, I hope that has been edifying. I will definitely be doing this again because there are many, many more myths about religion to unpack. Thank you so much, so, so much for tuning in. This has been episode 30X of the now very excitedly Naked Humanity podcast. My name is Stephanie Ruper. You know where to find me, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Stephanie Ruper. Do please get at me. I would be so happy to hear from you on any number, any number of things, whatever you want to chat about. Uh, again, thank you so much for tuning in. And as ever, I will be here next week. Take care.